Hello everyone. Hope you have been well and welcome to today's episode of Mental Health Musings. We have a very vivacious guest with us today. She's a freelance writer and a content strategist for brands. She has been working for 12 plus years and the past 5 as an independent consultant. She lives in Bangalore with her husband and two lovely dogs. Gauri is with us today to share her personal journey of navigating through her depression. Hi Gauri, thanks a ton for joining here today. Hey Deepthi, thank you so much for having me. Um this is actually the first time that uh, I am uh, talking about my mental health journey with anybody outside of my close friends. um not even you know family so um mm-hmm. i think what you're doing with the hello cheer and this podcast is amazing thank you for giving me an opportunity and i really hope uh, that whatever we discuss today somebody else is going to find it useful definitely gauri thank you so much for being here today i mean uh, really it feels lovely that you know you willingly are here to share whatever you've gone through so that at least someone out there who is possibly on the edge really benefits and it's really uh, it takes a lot of courage to come out and you know uh, be comfortable talking about it and since this is your first time uh, i am just extending the warmest hug to you right now thank you thank you so much i really appreciate that super gauri thank you again and uh, gauri would you want to share uh how did you come to realize that you have depression did you even have any idea like what what is this that you're going through were you able to put a name to it yeah so um my first uh, the first time that i recognized that i was going through something was in 2017 and that is um almost 7 years ago you know and at that time i don't think there were so many open conversations about mental health today i think all these words right depression anxiety adhd they are so familiar to us and i think that's awesome um but mm-hmm. much of it this revolution has happened post pandemic you know and during the pandemic when all of us were in a mental health crisis so mm-hmm. in 2017 i didn't know although i read a lot i uh, i i didn't know any of these terms so i'll tell you mm-hmm. exactly what has happened so in 2017 i was doing really well at work my family was healthy uh, relationship is fine in the same year i had taken two vacations that had always been on my bucket list you know for a very long time my dogs are mm-hmm. fine and yet it by all standards by all expectations i should have been very happy in that you know year but something mm-hmm. happened you know something just felt a little off so it's like after every win at work or every holiday or any happy occasion nice weekend outing my mood would just come crashing you know like from mm. high from that sense of joy i would just come down you know and that crash it doesn't mean i was sad exactly right the opposite of happiness is not necessarily sadness it felt more like emptiness you know i would and after everything i would um let's say i was writing something i've shipped it it's gone out people are giving great feedback momentarily i would feel happy and then i would think ha what is the point you know and that question mm-hmm. what is the point of anything that kept coming up mm-hmm. more and more often and uh, mm-hmm. that's when i started to realize ha there could be something here but no i didn't mm-hmm. know about depression i didn't know any of these terms mm mm-hmm. yeah you made actually a very oh, important point here when you said you know you felt like you should be happy 
right because for yourself also and you know uh, it also helps to seek help uh, or understand actually uh, what is what is it that you are actually going through and hence it's very important and i think it was a, a lovely way uh, that you put it the second thing is uh, you uh, rightly said i mean a lot of times it happens with all of us that uh we are someone we are going through something and we don't really want to put it out uh you know uh, out there for everyone to see it for various reasons though mm-hmm. and then it puts additional pressure on us it's like yeah living two lives uh right one is definitely struggling uh, uh to keep up with you know how you're feeling and then there are a lot of roles and responsibilities we still want to carry on Yeah. in spite of the way we are feeling absolutely so, there is this pressure like you said earlier right to show that hey i am okay you know and that message mm-hmm. that we want to show the world we are okay and also convince ourselves that i am okay um so much energy went into that and i just want to say one more thing deeply that you said i described it very well i honestly while mm-hmm. i was going through it i had i don't think i could have described it with Mm-hmm. um effectively you know i for anybody listening to this i want to say if you're struggling right now um that's completely relatable and it is it is very very hard i am able to do this because it is 6 7 years later and uh, you know there's so much um self work has been done help you know i've gotten a lot of help so um you will get there Great. Yeah, good that you kind of really highlighted it because it's it's a very genuinely difficult thing to really describe yeah. how one is feeling. Yeah, definitely, right. And uh, it, it's it's good to take help in such cases, right? As you also mentioned that, uh, you know, it it's not necessary that you have to really sort it out all by yourself. And then finally, when you've understood, then you go and seek help. No, you know, you can go and seek help, reach out right away. Right. And yes. Yes, uh, that, that that itself your journey can begin, right? And uh, Gauri, oh, how was your journey in this case? Were you able to, uh, you know, reach out to anyone apart from, let's say, your closest family, like husband, or uh, and anyone else to seek help? Did you did you feel that you really need to seek help in a very professional way? So did initially, you- I. you know initially i thought oh i'm having a low day that is how it begins right how bad day we all have bad days and if you're generally mm-hmm. a person you that's the first thing that you think oh moody pms something like that then i thought mm-hmm. oh it's like a bad week you know i've been in a bad funk then you start looking for reasons external reasons right so i did some health checkups because i felt like hey are my hormones kind of off is that why because for women's health that's very important your hormones can impact how you feel your energy mood etc but nothing came up then i started to think okay so am i unhappy with something at work am i unhappy with something else you know so it initially it started as a very rational journey where i was looking for external reason first i dismissed it saying it is just you know bad day bad week then i started to look for reasons and um, it was only when this whole uh, what i described earlier when that um uh, what i was going through when it persisted for weeks continuously and all mm. the things that i tried uh, yoga music reading playing with my dogs uh, meditation all of these things that otherwise i was in, you know uh, otherwise would have helped me on a normal bad day to cheer me mm. up or 
live that mm-hmm. they all stop working you know they would work for that half an hour or 40 minutes that i'm doing it and then i'm back to minus 1 you know or wherever i was mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. the when all these things stop helping me in a meaningful way that is when i really realize that i need to take external help quarter i mean there is a difference uh, between one sad or low day and a two week long or even more than that uh, you know episodes of having lows and yes something more than just being sad right that's what we are correct saying yeah yeah so this is again very uh, you know crucial to understand uh, when do we know that something is not really in uh, something beyond our capacity to cope with it like you did everything yeah. that you thought uh, could help you feel better right and uh, uh, by the way that's amazing uh, thing that you did try right because a lot of times what happens is we tend to give up uh, when we are actually feeling low right yeah. but then uh, you you know you had that uh, strength you actually were able to draw that strength from yourself that uh, you know you will try uh, things which will help you possibly cope in different ways right? yeah. so that's amazing gauri and uh, but here is something very crucial that you highlighted is uh, one or two sad or low days may not be depression right and uh, you have to kind of uh, observe how long you've been feeling uh, what maybe something similar to what you are feeling right or parallel to it and then uh, possibly seek help yeah so i think that's a good indication you know when to really really reach out oh. and Sure. not really continue to support yeah yes that's like uh, if you do go to a therapist or a, um, a psychiatrist as i did much later uh, they actually check this you know they when they the questions that they ask you are designed to understand whether it's a temporary um, sort of a it's a low mood etc day and in fact they also prescribe some of these tests that i said vitamin d hormone mm-hmm. you know all of those as well but they also ask you how long you know have you been so this is a part of their diagnosis right okay okay so you sought help from a psychiatrist do you consulted a psychiatrist yeah that came much later um okay. much later yeah so um if i were to talk about um when i really started to uh, take professional help um i would say there were three stages again now i'm speaking so with such clarity because so much time has passed you know so mm-hmm. age 1 was the time that i was telling you about right 2017 i was released mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. i didn't know whom to ask so i just went online i googled um, counselors in bangalore and there was somebody in my area who had a very high rating online mm-hmm. you know and i had no idea what to expect also from counselors all i knew was mm-hmm. that okay i am not able to help myself uh, talking mm. to my husband is not helping me as much all my tricks mm. whatever i knew that has stopped so i thought let me talk to a counselor i think i had a mm. way idea from maybe movies or books that i would go there and we would talk you know i would say how i am feeling and they would ask me some questions so that was the vague idea that i had so i went to this person and i have to tell you it was one of the worst experiences of my life you know okay. um, yeah. it was a worst experience because that person did not listen to me the whole session like um, ideally a good counselor should set expectations with you for, you know should mm-hmm. ask you, okay what are you going through what is your goal mm-hmm. in the session what do you hope to achieve but mm-hmm. with this person none of that happened i walked in she made some 
very random uh, almost astrological uh, you know guesses right like you see these astro mm-hmm. you, know, you mm-hmm. seem to get zodiac signs ke basis pe they do something about you right she made some mm-hmm. random things about me like that and i immediately lost faith you know and the whole interaction lasted only 20 minutes and um, you know and i felt very shaken by that experience you know i was not mm-hmm. i felt mm-hmm. this person is not understood she has not asked the right questions and i lost faith in that expertise and also in that mode of counseling itself so my only thought was in that room was how do i get out you know let me just pay my 1000 rupees and get out 1000 rupees was one question which i thought mm-hmm. would be but she was done mm-hmm. in 20 minutes and she said now you're feeling better right and i was like mm-hmm. uh, okay if you say so you know it was a very now i can laugh about it but at that time it was a very traumatizing experience because you go in wanting help and you don't get that help so that was a bad uh, that is what i would say stage 1 right so i came out of that one saying oh i'll never do this again you know mm-hmm. stage 2 deepthi is about 6 months later when i um i realized i'm not getting any better struggling is becoming harder and harder and i was just stuck in my head didn't know what to do and then very casually at lunch at work a colleague she was sharing some anecdote about her life something else and she very casually referred to her therapist you know and suddenly my ears kind of perked up and i was like wait wait this person has a therapist you know mm-hmm. so then button hold her and i asked her hey you mentioned something about a therapist she said yeah yeah i've been in therapy since in my early 20s you know and mm-hmm. so then i asked her do you recommend this person has it really helped and my mm-hmm. colleague actually explained to me what therapy should be and what it can do for you and she passed me the contact of her therapist and from there you know that's the time when i first got help i reached out to that person who came via this uh, colleague and i started my therapy sessions and um, i think i took um, uh, so it was once a week and that was an excellent experience i have to tell you that that's when i started to finally feel like oh god i'm not alone in this you know that sense of relief that somebody is listening and somebody is able to structure your problem somebody is able to shine a light um, you know ahead so you are able to get some clarity and um, i would say there is a stage 3 also deepthi for me um, i was doing therapy but about one year later of weekly conversations etc um while it helped me a lot i was still struggling in many ways and i have to share this one incident where we were all sitting in a meeting room there is a creative brainstorming session going and i had an out of body experience you know mm-hmm. and by that i mean i had this very strange sensation that i am floating outside of my body mm-hmm. and i see gauri sitting and participating very normally in that session while mm-hmm. i am looking at her from a corner of the room and mm-hmm. it was a very unnerving experience so um after mm-hmm. that's when i realized okay there is more probably going on here than what even we have unearthed during therapy so i spoke to my therapist she also recommended that i speak to a psychiatrist no and um, my boss recommended a psychiatrist and um, he in fact insisted initially i was very reluctant because i had all kinds of prejudices about medication and all that and i kept thinking no no i'll figure this out with my therapist i'll do it on my own but my boss sort of insisted that i text his therapist uh, his, sorry his psychiatrist mm-hmm. gave me that almost like no no you text this person right now 
and that is how i got my third stage of help and that is when i was diagnosed also and i was diagnosed with a form of depression called recurrent depressive disorder which means that these episodes could happen um multiple times in your life in fact um from my reading what it seems to be is that if you have more than two episodes you're very likely to have a third i had already had three episodes by that time so okay. you know little <laughs> little uh, unnerving to get that kind of a diagnosis but then that was my stage 3 um of diagnosis and then being prescribed antidepressants being on that for 18 months while also continuing therapy um so i went through that for about like i said 18 months as of uh, mm-hmm. june 2021 um i stopped medication i continued with therapy uh till about june 2022 and uh, now i'm doing really well super that was a golden sentence that you're doing really well so i thank you for that and actually preaches to your boss and uh, the girl who you know referenced her therapist and you know that's how you could really uh, get help the second time and the right away also Yes. Uh, i think really teaches to them as well and of course your husband and he's been there uh, for you uh, since the time you know you kind of realized i i actually wanted to mention all of them is because uh, having a support system really helps right and when you right. if you don't have it can further aggravate things in terms of you not really understanding you know who to go to right so but support system can be anyone like you said colleagues friends family even someone you don't know but you know you were so self aware that you know really took those notes when uh, she mentioned the therapist so absolutely uh, you know great to hear that and uh, the very very uh, uh, important uh, things that you mentioned that it can happen that the first experience uh, can go wrong like it did with you right and when you uh, went to counsel someone and yeah. uh, it was it turned out to be a very bad experience for you uh, so obviously it can be really unnerving for anyone who is already going through some distress right uh, but the key is uh, you know don't stop there and uh, continue to seek help and uh, i mean uh, i wouldn't add much to it because you've already said it how uh, thankfully you found uh, the right help the second time so so it's okay if you know uh, the first time the experience has not been good or it did help you in any way due to any reason don't stop yourself because uh, you obviously deserve a better life right so yes uh, don't lose hope right so <laughs> great and your journey has been definitely uh, not an easy one right uh, like the first experience going so bad then you know you see you saw the light uh, uh, after that and you know then you still had to do a lot of other interventions to uh, continue improve or uh, continue to improve on what you're going through so the best part about this is you did not stop sorry i mean you always chose hope the way i am here <laughs> that you always chose hope in some way or the other and that's that's a very important thing because uh, once you choose hope then you're on the other side of it and then that journey takes you where you need to be a lot of gratitude you know deepthi to all the like you said all the people who played a role accidentally and deliberately um mm-hmm. 
lot of gratitude for it because i don't think i would have had the hope to keep trying various things and mm-hmm. um, yeah without without any of these folks and it is really hard on a caregiver you know especially mm-hmm. a spouse if or a partner somebody you live with right sometimes it can be a parent it can be a child but the person or persons who have to live with a person struggling with it's very hard on them as well and i've seen my husband go through that because they really want to help you they may not know how best great intentions but they may genuinely and all their other things may not work when you have a medical mental health condition right if you have a condition mm-hmm. yeah a lot of uh, gratitude and you know love to everybody who is supporting somebody going through a mental health crisis i know it is not easy for you either so um lot of love and gratitude to everybody in that position that's that's very aptly put also gauri because yeah the caregivers also are going through something uh they they are also going through some difficult emotions like you uh, mentioned some of them but uh, the best thing to do is uh, you know uh, help your loved one to reach out uh, so that you know the help can be given to them at the right time so uh you know really hats off to all of those people in your life who helped you be where you are today right so really great to hear that actually and uh, so happy for you that you are uh, uh, really doing great right now uh, is Thank there you. anything that uh, <laughs> is there anything that uh, you know you have discovered to manage your or take care of your day to day mental health mental well being uh, apart from you know your uh, regular uh you know sessions etc that you must be taking yeah so i am no longer uh, regularly doing therapy i now only go back um, on an as needed basis but what therapy mm-hmm. really helped me with is to understand my condition so now i it's like i have an early warning system right and i know when uh, i'm going to have a difficult week so i'm able to rearrange some work i'm able to sort of tell the people around me saying hey i'm having a little bit of a difficult time this week so if i am a little aloof or if i'm not a little enthu if i cancel going out plans please understand and uh, they've all been like very supportive so i think therapy has given me that self awareness of hey difficult week coming ahead so do whatever you need to do to help yourself and uh, one thing that has helped me all through since um, 2019 i would say is actually journaling and tracking my daily mood so for journaling i use an actual diary i've always had a diary writing habit since i was a teenager but now mm-hmm. i do it uh, especially like on the good days i do it to remember the good stuff i am a bit of an amnesiac so i often mm-hmm. forget the good stuff you know remember only the mm-hmm. bad stuff this is a conscious way to put down even if it's just bullet points sometimes i just put an illustration sometimes i'm just doing like a sticker whatever so i write down um, um i journal at least 2 3 times a week um and i also use an app called dailyo d a i l y o so it's a mood tracking app there are many this is the one that i use where you mm-hmm. can actually track your activities how you're feeling etc it's all emojis you know you mm-hmm. don't you have to write so even if somebody is not very okay with journaling they could definitely try out a mood tracker um the people that i've recommended this to in the past other friends have found it even if they're not going through a difficult time in general it helps you keep track of the highs and lows in your life and uh, some great analytics also it gives you so through that tracker i was able to correlate 
certain habits or certain activities with my mood. For example, I discover that on days that I go out for a walk, that I step out of my house, my mood, um, the correlation with a happy mood or a feeling good um, was much higher. You know, um, when I do a bit of gardening, for example, again, correlation with a good mood is high. Um, and there are days when I also added things like spent a lot of time on my phone, right? That's an activity that I added, like doom scrolling is something that I've added. Mm-hmm. Eating out is something that I've added. I notice that whenever I'm spending a lot of time on my phone, uh, especially on things like Twitter or Reddit, where I'm just consuming a lot of news and opinions, that used mm-hmm. to immediately bring down my mood the correlation between a low mood and activities like that so I was able to find these patterns so mm-hmm. I feel sometimes we tend to remember the extremes right we remember the really happy stuff and the really bad stuff but a lot of the in-between days can be very nice also you know and maybe you're more happy more often than you think or you are sad more often than you think right so um, it's very good to journal and to track your mood so this is one thing that has been helping me throughout and i continue to do this super super and uh, typically uh, what uh, works is if you are mind is engaged in something which is very constructive uh, right so unlike let's say spending time on social media where we are just passive in terms of our engagement right whereas uh, you know indulging in activities like gardening as you mentioned or maybe something else also or just a small short walk uh, we are engaged in it a lot more and in a lot constructive way right when i say engaged is your mind and body both are uh, really participating in that activity very actively right and some of these uh, uh, activities which possibly give you joy also right like let's say if you love nature plants you know gardening is something that can really uh, give you the happy feeling also it might not really look like a task right so generally all of these things um tend to make you feel better uh, yeah, i just want to say one thing though i used to be a very stay at home inside the house person uh-huh. and going uh-huh. out for a walk actually felt like a very difficult thing to do but this is something that my therapist said even if you feel you don't want to just go to your apartment complex gate she said walk around your building you know that is how she made me get out of that so initially it started out as a chore but I noticed that once I do it once I'm on the walk once I'm out of the door and I'm actually walking I would my mood would automatically lift you know when I'm thinking about going for a walk while sitting in my chair it would feel horrible like I don't want to do it for some people it could be going to the gym right where you yeah. uh, you will enjoy it once you get there but the thought of it is very depressing uh, so yeah so sometimes it's even if it doesn't bring you you don't think it will bring you joy I would recommend that give it a shot try various things because you never know what is going to have a positive impact so don't give up on don't eliminate anything without trying it Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, trying out new things itself is, uh, a, a, you know, a good way to keep your mind engaged, right? And yes. not everything can uh, suit everyone, right? So maybe someone would like running as compared to walks, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, you have got to discover that for yourself. Yes. And um, which is very true, which is very true. And it's uh, once uh, we get into a habit, then it becomes slightly easier to uh, get set and going. Kind of thing, right? Uh, we have to build that inertia, the initial inertia to uh, do something a lot of times. 
ஒரு uh you try to uh, inform you know people in advance so that the work can be planned and everything else can be planned around that i think that's a very uh, good way to manage things also this way and it's possibly one way of uh, drawing boundaries as well right now that you've understood a lot of things about yourself so i think it's a very novel way and very uh, i think it's novel as well as good uh, to try something like what is the suggestion i had not thought of it as drawing boundaries but it's a it's a good observation deeply yeah because we the reason i mentioned this because uh, we have a lot of responsibilities and daily stuff to do right and we end up doing those uh, in spite of a uh, lot of things in spite of we feeling pressured like we said earlier not feeling well whatever we continue to spend ourselves on that and uh, so yeah so that is bridging i mean hence i used the word boundaries because it's for yourself it's not for others definitely mm-hmm. because you know right uh, this is like one form of self care uh, i think yeah it's one form of self care we can look at it in that way awesome yeah and uh, gori is there anything else that you would like to share with us that will help others basically uh, who are listening to us today uh if they are in their journey of you know uh, exploring what is possibly happening to them or they are not really sure if they can seek help or uh, uh, they are absolutely not really sure right do you do you think uh, there is something that you would like to share so that uh, they are really pushed to you know cross the line and seek out help because yeah. help is definitely out there oh help is definitely out there yes um, i mean the first is i think something we already touched upon which is that finding that right therapist may take time so don't give up with your uh, first attempt you know because it is uh, honestly it is about you showing up you you mentioned hope deepthi i don't know how much hope i had back in the day but it felt like there is a natural human instinct to fight for your survival right and that is not just mm-hmm. physical survival but to survive as a person um when everything is coming down right there is i, I think somewhere maybe my survival instinct is what made me keep looking for other things keep watch you know finding something new so i would say that even if you've had one bad um session with a therapist or you've not found the right person please keep looking because it may not immediately click it may take some time but with the right person the right therapist the right psychiatrist it life can really change um and you know help that is when you will really feel like you have the control and you have your freedom everything back in your own hands so that's definitely one thing i want to leave um uh, any listeners with and the other thing i wanted to uh, touch upon a little bit was that initially when 
um, I was given a medical diagnosis and antidepressants were suggested. Um, I was very reluctant to take them, Deepthi, because I had a lot of uh, misconceptions about medicines. I thought mm-hmm. that they were these happy pills, you know, that I would take them and be happy. And then once I stopped taking them, I would go back to being depressed. <laughs> I also thought that they are very addictive, habit forming, you know, so I would permanently have to take medicine. So I had all kinds of random notions, but my psychiatrist actually sat with me initially, explained how monotherapy works, how this drug could affect me. And um, so it was a very honest, open, very helpful conversation. Even then, I... Um, he gave me the prescription and he looked at me and he said, I have a feeling that you are not going to start taking these medications. Come back when you're ready. I'm not going to force you. So he actually said that and I told him, okay, thank you very much. And then I left and I waited another four months, you know, again, trying all these other things that I'd been trying, including uh, talk therapy and realized at the end of four months that no, I, you know, everything like it's like you're using each arrow from your arsenal, right? Every last one is used up. Now it looks like, okay, I do need medication. And during that time, I paid a lot of attention to what he had told me, did my research. And I was finally convinced that, okay, this is worth giving a shot to. And, um, it, you know, I for a, more than a year now, I have not been on any medication. I'm doing really well. And um, no, you know, it doesn't make you happy immediately. It doesn't have any happy pill kind of effect. It is not, you know, some can be habit forming, etc. But with the therapy, like with the psychiatrist's guidance, the way they treat you, the way they adjust your dosage, the way they even wean you off the medication when they feel you are ready, all of that will contribute. Um, and sometimes even the first medication that they prescribe to you may not agree with you. For example, it may um, affect your sleep a little bit, but you should just go back and talk to your doctor. When you talk to your doctor, say that this is how they are, they will either change the medication, they will adjust the dosage. Now, there are so many options available, right? So I don't think you should be afraid of medications. Uh, please, you know, if you have a if you have a diagnosed condition, if you think that it could help you, go for it. Uh, it really helped me. So I wanted to say this as well, Deepthi, because um, I I was like I had all kinds of wrong impressions about medication. That glad you mentioned this, uh, Gauri, because yes, all of us uh, have some kind of inhibitions, uh, right? And it's important that we break free from them so that you know we can definitely seek help uh, so and it definitely helps when you uh, take it the right way right uh, it's important not to get discouraged because uh, it's not about getting instant results here right uh, it's a journey and uh, it's important to stick through it and it's also hence important to do regular follow-ups with uh, your doctor and whoever you're consulting with so that uh, adjustments can be done uh, if required right so uh, absolutely glad that you really brought this up because i think it's it's really imperative to uh, stick to this uh, because uh, otherwise recovery becomes a little uh, prolonged and difficult yeah right yeah. Uh, so yeah it's, it's definitely important and uh, actually uh, this has been really wonderful uh, gauri i mean there is so much to take away from uh, the journey, your own journey that you shared with us today. Uh, and I am really very sure that uh, whoever has been listening to us, uh, are they going to definitely take back so much 
and uh, they are going to really feel a bit of motivation i mean they're going to really derive motivation from all of this to take care of themselves and uh, you know, reach out seek help and then there's never someone who is alone right so uh, everyone's going through something or the other so you're not alone right uh, definitely you uh, really want to uh, pass on this message and uh you matter and hence your mental health also matters it has been very precious uh listening to uh, this entire journey of yours and i really want to you know extend my bestest wishes and love to you gauri and thank you so much again for uh, coming ahead to share all of this with us thank you so much for having me deepthi thank you for listening and creating such a positive and hopeful space Uh, for such conversations i am sure that people are finding the series useful thank you for having me truly truly grateful uh, thank you again gauri and uh, to all of you listening in today if this has made any difference to you do like subscribe and share and spread some hope and definitely uh, send in some cheers to our dear gauri as well and until next time do take care bye bye